Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. On, on today's episode, one of our listeners writes in and they ask this question, what are the signs, some of the signs of genuine saving faith? The particular question under consideration here today is, what are some signs of genuine saving faith? And it, it's absolutely one of the most critical questions that we could ask in the Christian life. In my 20 years of ministry, one of the biggest questions I get week after week and day after day is this question from professing Christians who don't see signs of genuine saving faith in their lives. Some Bible teachers confuse Christians saying they should never, uh, should never examine our salvation. But 2 Corinthians 13.5 says we are to examine ourselves to see if we are in Christ or not. The Lord in his revealed word has not left the people of God without instructions for how the people of God can have assurance of their salvation. John wrote 1 John for this very reason, saying in 1 John 5.13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. The Apostle John gives a series of tests to examine ourselves as Christians and our faith. And the goal of John's teaching isn't perfection. It's a consistent manner of walking with God in obedience that characterizes a Christian as they're growing in the grace of God. And so to that end, here's a list of what John teaches on the subject in 1 John. A love for fellowship with Christ and the people of God in 1 John 1.3. Walking in the light or walking in the darkness in 1 John 1, 6-7. Confessing sin to the Lord in 1 John 1, 8 and 9. Obedience to the revealed word of God in 1 John 2, 3-5. Love for God rather than a love for the world in 1 John 2, 15. A life characterized by doing what is right in 1 John 2, 29. Purity of life in 1 John 3, verse 3. A decreasing pattern of, of not continuing in sin as a way of life, not a total absence of sin in one's life, 1 John 3, 5-6. Walking in love towards fellow Christians in 1 John 3.14. Walking the walk of faith versus just talking the talk in, in 1 John 3.18-19. Maintaining a clear conscience in 1 John 3.21. Walking in victory in the Christian life by the grace of God through the Holy Spirit in 1 John 5.4. Now, assessing your life in light of John's teaching in the affirmative or to, retreat or, or to a majority of them, while working on others, demonstrates that you're bearing fruit, the fruit of true and saving faith. Jesus in Matthew 7.20 teaches that it is by our fruit that we are known as his disciples. You see, fruitless branches are those professing Christians who do not display any of the fruits of the Spirit, who then are cut off and thrown into the fire. Genuine saving faith is a result of the one who believes God, but who also openly confesses sin and obeys the commands of Christ. Every Christian is saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, and not by our works, but our works do display the reality of our salvation. And so genuine saving faith always produces works, for a faith that is without works is no faith at all, and it saves no one. 
Every Christian needs to remember the promises of God and the reality of our spiritual warfare. Satan isn't a fictional, you know, cartoon character. He's just as real as Jesus Christ and just as formidable of an enemy of our souls. You see, when sinners turn to and trust in Jesus Christ, Satan looks for every opportunity to defeat the people of God. Satan will even try to convince Christians that they're unworthy failures or that the Lord has given up on them. But Christians are in union with Christ and they have assurance they are kept down to the nanosecond by none other than the Lord Jesus who saves them from their sins. Jesus in John seventeen eleven prayed that God the Father would keep them in your name, which you have given me, that, that they may be one even as we are one. In John seventeen fifteen, Jesus prayed, keep them from the evil one. Jesus in John ten twenty seven teaches to hear from Jesus means you are a sheep of his and he will never let you go. Jesus' teaching is critical because it paints a picture of Christians who are held secure in his sovereign loving hands and are wrapped in the hands of God the Father, giving the people of God double assurance of being held by God. Many Christians struggle greatly with assurance, but we need to understand that every Christian who has come to Christ remains wedded to him, knowing they are in him by the grace of God. You see, assurance and perseverance are the two sides of the grace of God. R.C. Sproul said the believer cannot persevere in grace without growing in grace, and they cannot grow in an assurance of faith without perseverance. Perseverance of the saints requires intense Christian watchfulness and discipleship, which requires pilgrim warfare in a world that aims to distract the mind and rip open the heart. Perseverance embraces the significant issues of life and death, including the Christian's eternal security and glory. Francis Roberts writes, Perseverance is a rope that ties the soul to the doorpost of heaven. John Blanchard writes, Glory for the Christian is more certain than the grave. God has never torn up the Christian's birth certificate. It is possible to fall in grace, but not to fall from grace. The Christian can be as certain of arriving in heaven as he is that Christ has already ascended there. Every Christian's perseverance depends on the triune God because every believer is a jewel of Christ who is never to be lost by him. Malachi 3.17 says, They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasure possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son serves him. Thomas Brooks says, Earthly jewels sometimes get separated from their own. Christ jewels never. Earthly jewels are sometimes lost. Christ jewels never. Earthly jewels are sometimes stolen. Christ jewels never. In the final analysis, the hope of true believers resides not in our feeble hold of God, but in his powerful grasp of us, Bruce Demhart writes. In fact, he goes on saying, The stability and constancy of our spiritual lives rests not in our human powers, but in God's eternal purpose and infinite resources. Anthony Hokomo is right when he says, God's purposes, God's promises, God's powers, God's provision, God's protection. What comfort that gives. Perseverance at the end of the, end of the day is the work of a Holy Spirit in a Christian's heart. The perseverance of the saints comes down to Christians today from the Reformation. It must be preserved at all costs. Christians must neither abandon, they must never compromise with those who wish to abandon the perseverance of the saints, because perseverance opens the door for assurance. Rooted in the grace of God, perseverance makes possible the experience of assurance, which is rooted in the Christian's conscience. You see, assurance is wedded to the doctrine of perseverance. Those who persist in works that spring from faith will attain high levels of assurance, which is why Christians must persevere till the end in faith and holiness and obedience. To deny the necessity of perseverance is to deny the scripture's teaching on the subject. 
You see, according to the Belgian Confession, Article 29, the eight marks of the true Christian are this. First, receiving Christ by faith as the only Savior. Two, avoiding sin. Third, following after righteousness. Fourth, loving the true God and one's neighbor. Fifth, not turning aside to the right or left. Sixth, crucifying the flesh with the works thereof. Seventh, fighting against infirmities. And finally, continually taking refuge in the passion and obedience of Christ. You see, perseverance encourages the people of God to live in hope, for as they persevere, they become increasingly confident of their victory in Christ and their future with Him in glory. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you and draw you closer to the throne of grace. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.